0: Hey, I'm Luis. And I'm Luis.
1: And you're listening to the Content is Profit podcast.
0: We spent the last three years learning the strategies and techniques from some of the top marketers in the world on how to create content that turns into profit.
1: If you'd like to learn more about how can you turn content into profit, go to contentisprofit.com. Very simple. Just go there. Go there now. Oh, yeah. It works on your cell phone. That's good, that's good. That's good? Yeah. All right. So, um, if this is the first time that you are listening to the Biz Bros or the Contents Profit Podcast, we decided that we were going to record our intro live every time.
0: Yeah, I think it it makes it fun. It just gives a a little bit of energy to go from there.
1: Oh, yeah. I almost missed my cue today. (laughs) Almost, But it's okay. It's okay. We actually uh, are very excited because uh, we're bringing you guys a lot of information. And Fonzie, what is Content is Profit? Can you explain a little bit for those who don't know?
0: Yeah. So Content is Profit is kind of like the end, not the end, but the beginning of the end of our entrepreneurial journey, right? At first, we're a little bit all over the place. And now we reach the one thing that we know we can actually help you with to generate more in your business. And that is Content is Profit. It's helping you create content, direct response content that generates frictionless frictionless sales for your business. Wow, that was a real... That was good. Yeah. That that is the coffee.
1: I like it. (laughs) Yeah, the first uh, episode, Fonzie had no coffee in him. So it's okay. He he, he did all right. I had a Red Bull.
0: He had a Red Bull. (laughs) We're actually running this personal campaign where we every time we drink a Red Bull we just tag them in our stories and tell them hey Red Bull sponsor us all right but let's let's get started with with today's episode right and last episode we talked a little bit about my personal origin story like we said in our Facebook live if you if you didn't check it out just go on our Facebook uh where we recorded the first episode live and you'll see that we mentioned that or origin stories. We have two different origin stories, right? One for him personally, one for me personally. But we also have one together as a business. But in this first episode of the podcast, we're going to be talking about my personal one, episode one. And then we're going to talk about my brother's episode two, origin story. So, Daniel, just tell me a little bit about how you got to where you are
1: now. Oh, man. All right. Well, you ready? How long? How long do we have? <laughs> no, anyway. So, um, as you might know, if you guys follow us on social media, we are not from the states. We actually from Venezuela, right? And uh, about ten years ago, we moved to the United States in search for a better future opportunity. We actually uh, played soccer, and that was our vehicle to come to this country. So we uh, we got soccer scholarships, and we started to play. Um, I did in Jacksonville, in Florida. My brother started in Texas and then, and so on. So I, I got my business management degree on uh, entrepreneurship. Um, I always thought I wanted to do something that was not related to a nine to five job. Um, I always wanted to do something else. And uh, that's what kickstarted kind of like the interest. So, you can, know. Can
0: you tell me, do you remember which one, like what point of your life it presented an opportunity to you that you were like, oh, I want to do something else that
1: is not. Maybe like the traditional path. Oh, man. I mean, the, the first time it, be, it began, I remember I was probably like 16 sitting on a couch because my foot, like I got very injured playing. Like, I, I, A piece of glass literally like, cut the, the top of my foot. And uh, and at that point, I didn't know if I was going to continue to play soccer. No pretty. <laughs> and I sat down in, in this couch recovering for about three months uh, while surfing the webs. And uh, I saw a bunch of t-shirts and I'm like, let's start a t-shirt company. Funny story. We actually ended up starting a t-shirt company, which is, is not live anymore, uh, but it was a great learning experience. But I think that was the first time I, I, I thought about starting something from the ground up, even though I had no idea how to do it. Yeah,
0: no, that's, I mean, so I know me personally, right? I, I got a little bit into affiliate marketing when I was little just because, I was always Googling, you
1: know, how to make more money online. I, I want to make more money. Do, do you think um, you were like the the, like the like youngest affiliate marketing researcher out there? Because you were like 10. I was pretty young,
0: but <laughs> I do not think I was the youngest. I think there's, I mean, you, there, there's plenty of stories of these kids that now uh, they start their businesses super young, which honestly, I wish I would have done that. But hey, we're here now. We're here. And this is our moment. So... Keep telling me a little bit about your background, right? How you got here?
1: Yeah, so after college, um, I always had that idea that I was going to start something of my own, but I did not know what. Um, so I took this job um, with this amazing guy, took us in, and it was related to soccer, right? So we came out of playing soccer, and now we're coaching soccer. We ended up running our program for 30 schools around the city. Um, which was pretty awesome. We got to see the logistics behind that, and we were able to coach kids from two to six-year-olds, so a lot of patience. And my brother talked a little bit about this in the the last um, episode. Uh, But my role there was basically go in, identify new schools, go sell the program to the schools, and then go sell uh, the program to the parents in that school. Uh, Something that was really cool and intimidating at the same time is that I had to sell. And in college, I did not know... I did not gain the ability or the knowledge on actually how to go and sell a product so or what, service.
0: Was this your first experience selling some sort of service and product? And if so, what, what do you think it was your, your personal, right? Like the beliefs that you have at the moment about selling and how it affected your job.
1: Yeah. Good question. So yes, it was definitely the first experience ever. Um, and, uh, I, I, I was terrified of it. I was like, okay, so just so you guys have an idea if we were going to sell to a school I were I was going I had to go walk in there right Go past the first receptionist right um, into the you know headmaster director's office and then try to sell them on this program that we were gonna have 10 to 15 kids per class, two to three classes per day, one day a week, right? Um, And then they will take, you know, a a part of those commissions and so on. And that will start a relationship. So at first I started going to the business with the business owner. And uh, it was kind of cool because, you know, he had the way. So I got to see that. But uh, then at the other side, when he's like, dude, I have no time. You're literally hired to do this. And I'm like, oh, shoot. Okay, let's try this out. So I will hit, you know, five to ten schools a day. And I was basically terrified. I wish I had some uh, alcohol before going into the school, <laughs> just take a shot and like, okay, I'm ready. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the belief, it was like, I I did it first off. I didn't think I believed in the program enough, uh, not because it wasn't good, but because it, it may be my ability to sell it, right? And and nowadays we see that in a lot of businesses that we work with. Um, they're, yeah. they're very scared of actually selling their products to their dream client. Yeah, and I
0: think you you mentioned right now, you know, like you weren't confident enough. I think that point is key because, I mean, you gain confidence through knowledge, you know, like we didn't know anything about selling, right? So we weren't, we didn't have that confidence in us, but at the same time, you need the confidence in the product, right? Like, do you actually believe what you're selling is the solution to the problem that you're you're tackling,
1: right? Yeah, totally agree. And I mean, it was funny because after we were able to sell to the school, then we will have these days where we will show this service, right? We will show how we train these kids. And the program was really awesome because we were able to maintain the attention of these two to six year olds for a full 30 minutes. And, you know, considering now the attention span of a human being is is less than a goldfish, it's like eight, less than eight seconds, you know, and uh, all these frameworks and structures, uh, come down to, you know, the, all the marketing that we're doing, um, Maintaining that, that attention is great on itself. So that's a great selling point. But we, at the time, we were not able to communicate that effectively with their with parents so we can sell a $30 uh, monthly membership, which at this point is nothing.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. I mean, it's when you see the, the price, you know, when you relate the price to the service and the problem that you're tackling, like it shouldn't be a problem. Like what if you guys have heard about Myron Golden out there, um he has a saying, like if the if the value that you're offering is like this, no matter what the price is, if it fits inside, you're gonna be able to sell it, right? And and you need to believe that. You need to be, believe that to be able to sell it. So we deviated a little bit about the topic. So just tell me tell me a little bit, you know, on your in your journey uh to where we are right now. What
1: what were some of your struggles going through it? Yeah, so fast forward, um, you know, time for me was a big deal, but uh, because I, I had that full time job, but at the same time, you started, you know, pursuing the, also the entrepreneurial uh, journey, and we ran across this opportunity to start a social media agency. And at the time, it was probably the biggest expense or, or, or investment, right? That we were gonna do um, for us was, I mean, it wasn't just a, a thousand bucks, right? But at the time, it was like, oh man, like we have no yeah. thousand bucks. That was like, you know three times my paycheck. It was like, I, I need food. <laughs> and, uh, but end, we ended up investing in it. We ended up putting it on a credit card and uh, it paid off because it was totally worth it. Do not regret doing it. Uh, even though I did not finish the courts itself, yeah, what happens, it was like, it. He, he like, he like kickstarted something where we will go and, and we took action and we sold, these social media product that at the time we were like, hey, okay, what are we good at? Uh, we're we good at taking phone pictures with the phone, so perfect. Let's go do that. And we kind of targeted the, the restaurants. Um, but at the same time, that was like a very part-time thing for me because I was working at that point. I, I moved on to a different job in the in the fitness industry, right? So I was I was working with a high-end fitness studio, um, running day-to-day operations, being the studio manager, and uh, on the free time was helping my brother do run this thing. And I remember even on the fitness studio my my highest ticket was about $159 membership almost $200 membership and uh, it also taught me a lot about sales and then we we're going to go sell this this service of social media and i think we started with like 500 bucks a month yeah um uh, but the main topic there was like let's showcase your food let's showcase your environment to your clients right so we started kind of nibbling a little bit on on that marketing side
0: Yeah, we we didn't really know any sales psychology, right? And I mean, honestly, a lot of marketing, it has to do with sales psychology. You know, how do you present your offer to the prospects? And we just were going off of what we were looking at on Instagram at the moment, which were the pretty pictures and the, the pretty food pictures, right? So you mentioned that. So keep going with your struggle. On, on that moment, right? Like we were we priced. Thank, you, thank you for labeling struggle. <laughs> we, we we were pricing our services five hundred bucks. Then what?
1: Um so basically what we offer we were like okay you guys are paying this amount of money to be on a magazine that you're not able to track anything right and then we're perfect. We can do that on this on social media and you are able to track all the impressions and people are seeing and this is very early, think about maybe four years ago I think uh, where ads were not that, that crazy as it is right now, as we're recording this podcast. But um, we started to see a lot of friction with the clients and what we we're offering. And, you know, at the end of the day, on the back end, they did not have a, a fulfillment system. And with restaurants is, is a little bit more complicated. Um, so we started identifying who was our dream client at that point internally for our company, right? So um, what we did is like, okay, you know, what do we know best we know the fitness industry because at that time I was there for a year, year and a half. Now we're familiar with how we work. We have people that are not scared to be in front of a camera. Uh, let's actually start working with some of these fitness uh, studios. Okay. So we actually got hired uh, to test kind of some strategies in one studio in the city that we're in. You know, the network that we that we were at the moment had about ten, and you know, if it went well then we will move on to the rest of the studios and uh what's cool is that we started discovering a lot of frameworks as far as like content creation how your mind works in front of a camera um and we started just testing putting just content out there but it was very hard to kind of track that on the sales side and you know as you know our podcast is called content is profit so how can you turn that content into profit so at the end of the day, the conversation that was the conversations that we we're having with different business owners is like, how is this investment that I'm doing in either paying you guys as an agency or my time creating this content? How is that gonna, you know, be on the flip side? How is that gonna turn into uh, the profit that I need for my business? Right? So we were like, uh, we don't know. <laughs> yeah, we had no idea. That was definitely a struggle. So the the real answer was like. Uh, Let's chat in like a week and we'll figure it out.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. At the moment, we had no idea. We, we pretty much were the, let's figure it out as we go, right? And which, honestly, I don't think there's nothing wrong with that um, as long as you can deliver results.
1: Yeah, right? we, we, we were delivering the results that we promised them that we were going yep. to. But at the end of the day, every conversation was leading towards how is this helping my business, right? So there's yep. obviously different Uh, value points there you know you 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 create rapport with your dream client you can get new dream clients you can create interactions so depends on on what the goal is for the business Uh, then you can adapt your content at the time we're just working with social media and as you guys will know content is not just for social media is a lot of stuff and we call it publishing right because it's a lot a lot of different platforms and then how can that overall strategy can help us out so well, the conversation that we started having with these businesses was, hey, my marketing agency, I'm paying all this money for leads, right, for For people that want to buy my service. And then the business will come and they're like, but those leads are not quality, right? So the agency is giving them leads and the business is complaining that those leads are not quality leads because they're no closing, so there's a lot of elements there and there was a disconnect. So we started seeing a lot of people that we were having conversations with and we we're like, oh man, how can we solve this? And I think the moment of clarity for me was at the beginning of 2019, we ended up going to a very big conference down in Miami and we, we heard speak two guys, um, Russell Branson and Ryan Dice. And, uh, you know, whatever you think about them, what they said in that moment uh, opened my eyes because it was a solution to the problem that we were having. So they were they had that conversation of, "Hey, uh, what about an omni-channel process where marketing, right, is the beginning of your sale, right?" And at this time, think about my background is almost three years of of selling stuff. So I knew a little bit about it. I knew about the process. I knew how to have conversations with people. But how can you put that in a system where instead of marketing being one thing and then sales being a different thing, they kind of merge together and marketing becomes that first step to the final sale. So we were like, oh, that is what we need to do. And we actually looked across and we're like, yeah, that's what we need to do. And we came back to to Jacksonville and we're like, hey, how can we develop something like this? Right. And then our heads kinda started spinning. Yeah. Uh, So that was the beginning. Tell me tell me
0: a little bit after that conference, right? I mean that was a huge turning point for us. That was actually the second time we invested in ourselves after the social media agency course. That was just the second time and it was our first time at a live event. Yep. Which was an amazing experience. But tell me a little bit more about when we heard them talking about that, right, about marketing and sales through one channel, what plan did we come up with, and what was the conflict that we starting to see with some of our clients?
1: So yeah, so after we came back from from that conference, we we're like, "Hey, dude, let's dive in," right? So we started like researching these guys like crazy, and we discovered that the main tool that were they were using was something called a funnel. Uh, a sales funnel and for those that are not familiar with sales funnel they're present everywhere it's just online it helps them a little bit better but it's basically if you put some people at the top and then they trickle down at the end of the <laughs> of the funnel it, and it, and they turn into a sale right so there might be some people that are going to fall off that are not going to buy and so on so it's a very streamlined process and uh, we started comparing it with different websites so we're like, hey, you know, this website is a shop, but it, it confuses your client. It confuses it. So this actually makes that process a lot easier. So we're like, that is the solution because every, all the content, all the whatever you're publishing, all your ads should lead to these amazing uh, MVP sales funnel. Yeah.
0: So, so I mean, if correct me if I'm wrong. What you're trying to say is we started going to clients and telling them like, hey, you need a funnel, right? Because the funnel is going to pretty much streamline your marketing and your sales um, but then we we ran into some issues, right? When when building the funnels, what what was it?
1: Yeah, it was. It became really challenging because each funnel has different pieces. So we will come to the office and we're like, "Perfect, let's do this funnel, right?" So, oh shoot, for the funnel to work, we need an email marketing campaign. Then we need to drive traffic. Oh, so we see it as Lego pieces, right? So, piece of the, there was a base, there was a second piece, and they built up on each other. And uh, we started customizing a lot of our work and it was really challenging to do that because yeah. when you start customizing, um, all the clients or the people that you work with have their own idea on how their system should work. Um, so we started encountering a lot of friction with the people that we were selling our service to. Um, so we're, we decided after a while, after a lot of friction to continue our investment our personal development. Uh, and business development, and we ended up um, with a program that is designed to kind of narrow down what we do, right? So we were actually, we went out on this sales meeting uh, with also, it was another fitness studio, I think it was a yoga studio at the time, and I don't know if you remember this Fonzie, but I remember very clearly this person is like, okay, that sounds awesome, the whole funnel and thing, and you know, the more sales, and, and it's great, but and I hate it, but... <laughs> yeah, the butts are, are never fun. The, the butts are never fun. Depends on what butt you're talking about. Whatever. Whoa! <laughs> We're going to have to... Yeah. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> okay, Whoa. So whoa anyways... Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so this person is like, amazing, it's great, the system, I love it. Like, how can we do it? But at the same time, what I want to do is I want to do this video that I saw um that is very similar to apple versus microsoft and we're like okay that's great but what is the purpose of that video what are we going to be doing with that video and, and the person was like i don't know well perfect that is that can go to traffic and at the end of the day um, we sat down we're like maybe this is not what we want to do because or maybe we're not frame, framing it correctly right so we sat down and we're like okay how can we narrow down all the conversations that are driving into content, into uh, publishing? Let's actually focus on that. So with all the experience that we had combined, almost 10 years uh, in this marketing sales space, we started noticing a lot of the patterns and the frameworks that very successful people in the, in the industry were doing. Not just marketing and sales, but people that are grabbing those frameworks and applying to every other industry. So it was pretty cool because uh, we started seeing patterns out there of the way that they publish, the way that they create their content and the way on how they can direct their dream customer that people are watching that content to their offer, to what they're selling, to eventually provide them with a ton of value.
0: Yeah, so after we pretty much saw these people doing that, right, and we started with learning even more from them, what do you think? you know, throughout your journey now, we are like the present moment right now What we're doing content is profit, right? Like in your own point of view, what what is the achievement that we, you know, that we got after all this journey? Yeah,
1: so I think right now we have a pretty awesome system that allows you to deploy, first create and deploy the content strategy and when I say content, guys, remember, it's not just social media, right? Content and publishing is from social media to blogs, to emails, to podcasts, to ads, all this. And how can, you know, your time can be very effective. And how can you do this very quickly? Because time is very valuable. And my phone just died. <laughs> <laughs> We're recording this live. But I guess the live people have to go to the podcast to continue. Or they're gonna see us sideways. Or they're gonna see us sideways, sideways. Anyways. Um, so anyways. Um what was I? <laughs> <laughs> they're actually they're actually seeing us sideways they're right now. So sideways. you were talking
0: about the achievement throughout your journey, right? Like what do we achieve now with content is profit? What do we have now, you know, in
1: our hands? Amazingness. <laughs> so we actually we created a six week course. It's a six weeks masterclass on where we teach all these ma- marketing frameworks and strategies. Uh, to help any business. Specifically, right now, we're working with fitness businesses um, on how can they effectively create this massive publishing machine that eventually is going to lead them to the frictionless sale. So it is a sale that is very easy to the public. And, you know, if you have been in the fitness industry, you'll see, or any business really, like that customer that walks in and knows exactly what they want to buy and they're like, here's my money, you know, here's my credit card, take it all and then give me your product, right? That's our
0: goal, rather. We want to deliver more of those to your business, we want to get rid of all the objections, everything before they come in. We want them to be a hundred percent sure, or close the closest they can be to hundred yeah. percent sure to buy in your product once they get yeah. in your doors. Yeah.
1: So it was funny, like we, and and I know that we're running low on time and we're almost done for today, but we went to this event and uh, the event was a live event with six hundred people, and the guy that was speaking, he sold that night. $1.6 million. And he attributed his success in year and a half of being in business and achieving that to publishing. Yep. And that was my second light bulb. That's like, here's what it is. We need to dive in. Yeah. This and is the
0: Lego piece we this need to focus on. This is the Lego piece on, right? we need to
1: focus. And this is the Lego piece that completes our journey and now is allowing us to help so many other businesses uh, yeah. to so they can achieve that frictionless sale.
0: Yeah and I think we since content has been part of our journey since the beginning and now we've learned so much that we can apply it to the new content strategy that we that we that we know that that we do um I think it's a beautiful thing when we actually saw that happen him selling from stage 1.6 million dollars because we're like you know what if he can do it I'm not going to say everybody can do it right but like if he can do it that means and not only because he's not the only one, there was another one that sold three point something million dollars from stage. And because they published consistently, they managed to get all those people's attention. So that is key guys. If you want people's attention, you want people listening to you, you need to be consistent in your publishing. You need to have structures, right? So if you have any questions, go to contentisprofit.com. drop us any question you may have, and we would love to answer it. Also, we are doing this in Facebook Live. If you missed it by any chance, just go in there, give us your feedback. We want to know how we can make this podcast better. Give us your questions so we got we we can answer them, right? We we thrive of answering your questions. We love to help every as many people as we can. So, guys, thank you so much for everything.
1: Yeah, one last thing, guys. Again, if you have any questions, continuous If you want to check out the entire content, go to our Facebook, Beast Bros. Co. Instagram, Luis D. Camejo. We we just started on TikTok, too. We started on TikTok. TikTok. Check us out. Answer questions, whatever. Ask anything. All right, guys. Let's do it. See ya. Bye.